Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with author, speaker, and coach Susan Anderson. She is passionate about helping Christian entrepreneurs fully understand their identity as God sees them. To do this, she uses her understanding of scriptures and her position as a leader in the business community. She has a long history of coaching and consulting. She began as a stockbroker, then she went into mutual funds. From there, everything transformed into what she's doing today. She's got a great story. Enjoy this interview. Thank you for taking a minute out today. I appreciate it. No problem. So in your line of work, you know, you're obviously, there's a lot that's going on with people and, and, and with COVID, you know, that kind of shut certain things down. I mean, we were virtual, but it shut a lot of things down. How did you survive COVID and how did that, how did that time period change you now that we're kind of coming out of things? Well, it, it, it was a very interesting time period and I probably didn't experience it like most people did. Um, I lost my husband in January of 2020. And the pandemic hit right after that. So just as I was beginning to think about reentering the world after I lost him, the world shut down. So what I did is I turned inward and uh, wrote my second book, The Path to Servant Leadership. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, clients and anything else that may have changed, that, that how you're approaching life differently. I know that's magnanimous to lose a spouse, but are there any other things that have kind of changed since that time period? Yeah, my, my, my focus on my work and, um, and, and where I'm taking it is very different. My first book was Christianity's Jewish Roots, A Study of Judaism for Christians. And my thought when I wrote that book, um, and I realized that those who participated in the study um, were really moved by the study. And I thought that I would take that book um, to education, universities, Christian, Christian schools, and, and I really decided that that, that wasn't going to be my focus. So I, I really had a um, more of a business focus. So what I did with the Path to Servant Leadership is I offered it to Christian business leaders at first and then opened it up for um, business leaders who realized that the current top-down power leadership model wasn't working for them. Certainly so wasn't me, working. Oh, no, go ahead. Certainly wasn't working for millennials and Gen Zs, and they make up 46% of the workforce. Yeah, for sure. So let me get kind of a handle. I, on paper, I see what you do, but if you were in front of a bunch of grade school kids right now and you were at a career day and one of them looks up at you and says, what do you do for a living, and how are you qualified to do that? How would you answer it? <laughs> and how old are these kids? Oh, I would say between third and fifth grade. Okay. Um, I'm an author, a coach, and a speaker. And um, I coach business leaders who want to study my book, The Path to Servant Leadership. Um, it's a big project to change the culture of an existing company. Um, and so I work with these business leaders for a year. So talk to me a little bit about how you got this motivation to do that. And even before we get to that point, you know, it probably, since you're trying to coach and, and, and help people out, 
you obviously are dispensing a lot of yourself to them. How do you retain your sense of you? How do you make that balance between giving out and making sure that you're satisfied and that you're taken care of? I think the best way I could describe that is the more I give, the more I get. And and when I when I share, when I see the click of recognition, of understanding, when I see that, that nurtures my soul. So retaining myself um, has never been a problem as I trained and coached. I've been coaching for 30 years, and I think the reason I stuck with it was because it was so fulfilling for me. So obviously you're highly driven, and I'm curious, talk to me a little bit about, you know, where you were born and raised and what your childhood was like to get you to this point where you have this level of motivation for what you do in life. I love that question. Um, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. Um, I was raised in a traditional Jewish family, raised my kids in our Jewish home, and in 2013, I became a Christian. So I am a Jewish Christian, um, and in my church of a little over 4,000 members, I'm the only one. So I'm often asked for um, an explanation or some understanding uh, what it was like for Jesus to be Jesus in the first century uh, Jerusalem. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... Um, and most of the time I had the answers. I'm not a scholar. I'm, I'm, I'm a perpetual student. Um, and there were times when I'd have to tell the Bible study or the Sunday school class, I'm going to get back to you next Sunday with that answer. I guess the call to write my first book came from my associate pastor when she asked if I would teach a class on Judaism. And it needed to be very introductory because the average Christian didn't have a lot of um, experience in studying uh, the Old Testament. And I realized that I, I, I had nearly a blank slate in teaching these folks. Um, and then when she asked me to teach a class on Judaism, my first question was, what part? And she wanted the whole thing. I said, let me get this straight. You want 6,000 years covered in an eight-week study? <laughs> so I I went to Amazon and, and other Christian bookstores looking for an off-the-shelf study to offer to the class. And any introductory class on Judaism was geared to a Jew Jewish audience, not a Christian audience. And, and that, that was a significant difference. So when I couldn't find what I was looking for, I decided I'd do a PowerPoint presentation and sat down to write an outline. And a year later, I had a book. So that, that's how the first book came to be. Um, and in answer to your question, uh, or implied question, why the second book, um, I mentioned that I've been coaching for 30 years. Um, I was a student of John Maxwell and Ken Blanchard 25, 30 years ago. And their viewpoint on servant leadership and on Christianity so dovetailed my own thinking. Um, so that's why Path to Servant Leadership. So when you were growing up, what what was your dream? What, what did you see yourself becoming 
when you had that chance to like pick a profession and go, what was the dream for you? Oh, when I was little, I wanted to be a nurse. Then I realized I really didn't want to be a nurse. Um, I always thought I'd teach, and, and never kids. I always thought I would teach adults. As a writer, you know, we all have these moments with books that really kind of part the curtains or inspires us. What was that book for you growing up that made you feel that love and magic for not only reading but for wanting to maybe write someday? Um, oh, I was an avid reader, but but honestly, Joe, I never thought I would write a book. I mean, it, the first book was an accident. It, I never set out to write a book. It just it just grew and developed into a book, um, and and that was the parting of the curtains. It was like. Why did I never think of this before? So every day you wake up and you look at what you're going to do during your day. What do you like the best about, what do you look forward to the most? What is it that, that motivates you to do what you do? <sighs> That's a big question. It's the work. It, it's, it's, it's working with my, my coaching groups. I mean, these, these guys, five guys and one gal, right now I'm coaching and they're thirsty. They're thirsty students and, um, and, and troubled with their businesses. Uh, the direction that the business uh, took from where they started the business was they just didn't want to be there. They, they, they lost the love. And so that led them to me. So naturally by your profession, you get the chance to be a mentor to people to inspire them. Mm-hmm. What about what about for you? Who would you consider a mentor or a hero? Someone that you admire and look up to? Probably John Maxwell. I, I recently became certified as a Maxwell coach uh, and speaker. Um, he's probably the closest uh, to what I would call a mentor. So, if you could meet anybody alive on the planet right now and spend a little time with them, talk with them, or just meet them, who would it be? I think it'd be Abraham Lincoln. I've heard that before. I'm, I'm always so interested in the answers, and I've actually heard that before. Yeah. I mean, he was an excellent leader in hard times. Absolutely. So now that, you know, the, the world's waking up, you know, the pandemic's slowing down, so to speak, mm-hmm. everybody, everybody's kind of moving at a different pace, you know. Mm-hmm. I think we've all kind of incubated these thoughts of what we wanted to do with our lives. What do you do? You have extra things on the horizon for you? Or are you kind of pushing a little bit differently than you would have prior to twenty twenty? No, it's just right now I'm in the more mode where I'm developing the program, uh, creating some automation, and I'd like to to build the program to the point where I can go ahead and travel some. I, I think that's my next bucket list. You know. I've always, I've always had a, a reverence for, you know, the Jewish people. I've always wished kind of in the back of my mind, and this just kind of happened while we were talking, that maybe I would have been in a Jewish household. It's just There's a part of it that makes sense to me. But I think about it from a faith standpoint, and I, I'm curious as someone, you know, that grew up in the Jewish faith and you're a Christian, aren't a lot of the ideologies somewhat the same. I mean, don't, don't we get hung up as a people on so many differences? 
Oh, absolutely. And instead of embracing the similarities of what we're all doing collectively when we worship a deity and live our lives in an honorable way. Oh, yeah. There, there are so many more similarities than are, there are differences. And the differences are really kind of minor. Um, but when you think about it, there's over 30,000 Christian denominations. It's, it's kind of a modern thing that I don't like the way you think, so I'm going to go off here and form my own. And, you know, when you, when you look or compare the, the different denominations, it's sometimes hard to find a difference that makes sense. So, when I look at, uh, Judaism and, I'll, I guess I'll be more specific and say Protestant Christianity, the, the dissimilarities are very little. Yeah, I've always found that very interesting. I mean, even if you did waver over, even though it's, 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 it comes out in a different way and it's led in a different way, you know, even, you know, uh, just Hinduism, all kinds of different religions, we're all mm-hmm. really kind of going after the same thing, mm-hmm. you know. So I've always found that interesting, especially with what you're talking about, with what people on paper would say a, a polarization of the difference between Judaism and Christianity. But at the end of the day, it's really, you know, I think there would be such a level of, of uh, empathy and understanding if we could just embrace the similarities instead of magnifying right. the differences. Right. You know? Yeah. It's, and it, it, if you stop and think for just a minute that Jesus was Jewish. Yeah. And his audience was Jewish, and his yeah. disciples were Jewish, and every author who wrote every book in the Bible was Jewish. So it's, it's, when you, when you stop, uh, I guess persecution is a little bit too strong a word, but when you, when you stop focusing on the differences, uh, or on your prejudices, um, you realize that there's a little self-hatred going on when you do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I always found it interesting that Jesus was the king of the Jews, but it's just always been kind of this weird world that that exists between the Jewish faith, Judaism, and Christianity. I, I just, I've always find it rather mind-blowing because there's so much of that that really just kind of bleeds together. Like, you know, the three are, the three circles, when you draw them and, the hemispheres are together. It's like they're really mm-hmm. together, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I, I find it really interesting. So in your line of work and, and what you've done throughout your life, what's been, whether it's been as an author or, or services to a client, what's been your best fan letter, something that you really remember? Well, the first study I taught on my first book, um, the group, um, about five or six of them, were headed to Israel right after the class ended. And I got a letter from one of the, the members in that class from Israel saying that their, their trip was more meaningful because of the class that they took. So that one, that, that, that resonates, that comes to mind first. Um, and, and putting a company back together on the right track, um, after a servant leadership coaching program that that one also stands out. Making so, a difference. Yeah. No, I get it, for sure. So everyone has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your clients, your readers. 
but ultimately you're the one that's driving the bus. You live your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I see myself as a servant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's who I am in in my business, um, with my friends at church. Yeah. Okay. I like it. So if anyone wants to pick up your books, if anyone wants to learn more about you and what you do, where is the best place for them to go to learn more? Well, they can pick up the book at any online bookstore. Um, Path to Servant Leadership isn't out yet. It'll be out um, hopefully the end of the year. Um, and the first book, Christianity's Jewish Roots, is everywhere. Wonderful. Hey, Susie, this is great to talk to you. Thank you for opening up. Good luck with everything. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Joe. Thank you for calling. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, and music around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. <music>